Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially empowered. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and begin to live life on their terms. In this show, we get real and uncomfortable as we unpack our beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors that aren't serving us anymore. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. So let's dive in. guys, welcome to another episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm your host, Megan Dwyer. So this has been an emotional week for me. My five-year-old went off to kindergarten for the first time last week, and even though I know he's going to be absolutely fine and he is going to thrive there, I couldn't help but get emotional. All of these emotions that are going on in my head for so many different reasons kind of made my life flash before my eyes last week, right? And it got me thinking about life in general and just how amazing it is that we've been able to function and survive this past year and a half. Like so many people, I've been juggling two little kids while working from home. For some people, that may be ideal, but it's not for me. It's really freaking hard. I have days where I literally feel like I'm in a prison because everything I do all day long is for other people and I don't leave the house. Because I work where I live, There is no physical separation, which just spreads into no mental separation either because I can't pass by a certain room in my house without feeling like I need to go in and check my emails. And clearly this has a lot to do with a lot of the perfectionist work that I still need to do, but I just do. I have a really hard time not checking emails all day and night. And I think that's fine to do every once in a while, but when it becomes how you live every day, it's just not healthy after a while. So no wonder I begin to feel like my life no longer belongs to me. Throw on being a mom to two small and needy boys, and that feeling is just totally exacerbated. Between everyone's schedules and drop-offs, pickups, and juggling babysitters and trying to learn a new job, I, I just have these moments where I feel like the walls sometimes are caving in on me. I sometimes get jealous of other women who aren't juggling exactly what I'm juggling. Now, I know this is completely ridiculous because how could somebody's life be exactly the same as my life? Like, that's just not possible. But I'm human, and we all do this, even if we don't like to talk about it. It's those uncomfortable, jealous feelings or triggers, though, that need to be explored. And these are what are going to give us the biggest insights into ourselves and what's really going on underneath. When I started to explore those feelings a little bit more for myself... I realized that what's missing these last 18 months for me is that feeling of freedom. COVID has changed the way we live our lives as we know it. For better or for worse, it has forced us all to change in ways we didn't realize that we even could. I think at first, when everything first started and I was working from home, I was more intentional about it because it was new and it was a novelty. But now all the lines among all the different aspects of my life have been blurred. And that's what's slowly fallen apart for me over this period of time is my concept of freedom. Whether it's perceived or not, I have this constant feeling of being on, and I'm using air quotes, or being needed all the time. I feel like I don't get the opportunity to come and go anymore like I used to. 
I'm sure this is something that a lot of us can relate to. I'm juggling everyone's schedules, the kids and my husband's and my work schedule. And by default, I don't get to do whatever I want whenever I want to anymore. And that's kind of a crappy feeling. It's also a really common feeling I'm realizing. So today I want to dive deeper into this concept of freedom, what it is and what it means to us individually, just so that we can hope to start to incorporate more of that feeling into our lives every day. First off, though, I, I understand that when I'm talking about freedom in this way, I'm coming from an extremely privileged place. I fully recognize that. This is not physical freedom that I'm talking about. It's emotional freedom. It's having the strength to not let all of those external factors going on around us bring me down and take me for that roller coaster ride, right? It's staying true to how I want to feel despite what's going on around me. So the dictionary definition of freedom says it's the power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. I realize that this is not how I approach the world when I wake up in the morning. Instead of feeling grounded and powerful and ready to attack the day, I feel reactive, exhausted, and most likely overwhelmed. And I think it's really important to dissect this for a minute because I didn't always feel this way. There was a time in my life, like in college or in my early mid-20s, where I didn't feel like a slave to all the responsibilities that I had. I created this reality for myself. I wasn't taught as a kid the uh, healthiest coping mechanisms and ways to manage my emotions. So naturally, I do what feels comfortable or safe to me, even if that's painful in and of itself. We always go with what we're used to for the mere comfort of it. Because seeing it in a new way or trying on something different for us is way scarier than the known, right? Even if it's unhealthy. So becoming a perfectionist worked for me for a while when I was young and I could control most of how my life went. But as the responsibility started to pile on, my ability to control everything became non-existent. And naturally, instead of recognizing that this is what I was trying to do, I beat myself up for not being able to do, have, know, and control all of it. But boy, did I keep trying. So that's how I got to where I am today, trying so hard to be really smart and know everything at work, to feed my kids only healthy food, to have my pre-baby and pre-COVID body back. I've become this slave to my own expectations. And that's what I think is key here. It's all in our own heads. We created this and we can create something else. The pressure only exists in our heads. It's not out there. It's not gonna be easy to change this, right? Because it took me 37 years to get to this place, but it's possible and I know that and I can start to take teeny tiny actions towards that. So how do we begin to feel more free in our everyday lives? And I'm just, I just mentioned this, but I want to add here that doing small micro actions every day is how we make big changes. It's not taking some life-changing trip or moving to a dude ranch that makes this stuff happen for you. It's the little teeny tiny and consistent changes that make such a big impact. So to be the first step to creating more freedom in our everyday lives is to identify exactly what freedom means to you as an individual. And this is super subjective. 
The feeling means something different for every one of us. Also, if you're used to doing what you're told to for your entire life and following either your family or culture's expectations of how you should live your life, this is not a particularly easy exercise. After struggling with this a lot myself, I finally came up with a few ways to define freedom for me. So bear with me here. It's not being a slave to my computer. It's being able to come and go as I please and not worry about the emails coming in or what I have to come back to. It's being able to get a pedicure without worrying about how much money I just spent or what time I have to be back. It's not having to do something just because somebody else wants me to, even if that's my husband or my kids. It's not worrying about what the neighbors think of me. It's not caring if I have only 15 people who listen to my podcast instead of hundreds or thousands. It's watching more sunsets so that I feel like I'm part of something bigger than myself. It's approaching work from a place of how can I serve today or what can I learn today instead of what can I screw up on today. And, and I think those of you with little kids will appreciate this one. It's not feeling like I have to ask permission to take a shower. (laughs) So once we've had the chance to do this for ourselves and decide what freedom means to us individually, there's a few other things you can do. And the first is accept yourself and be true to yourself. If you can't accept who you are today, as you are with all of your flaws, you're going to always feel trapped. It's this constant fight we have against ourselves, which is a complete waste of our time and our energy. Self-acceptance, I think, is so important if we want to not feel like we're a slave to everything around us and the expectations around us. For me, it's learning to be okay with knowing that I don't know everything and that maybe I'm harsher to myself than anyone ever is to me. I'm not perfect. Staying true to ourselves is also really important. It's tied in here. If we're living our life according to other people's expectations, we can't be in alignment with who we are and truly be ourselves. Here's where we need to remember what our values are and do the things that match up and feel like they are in alignment with those values. The second thing I have here for you guys is see the bigger picture. It won't always be this way. Context, I think, is huge here in how we perceive situations. It's so important to remember one of my favorite phrases that I have written down either on a piece of paper or painted on a rock, (laughs) I think, in every room of my house. This too shall pass. It's my constant reminder that there is a bigger picture. And it helps me kind of get out of the weeds, out of the minutiae of the everyday and realize that whatever you're going through right now, it's going to be different tomorrow or next week. And lastly, and this is my favorite tip I I have, is to have a sense of humor. When we can laugh at ourselves, things don't always feel so tight and tense. It almost gives you this, like, you literally can't laugh and be, be uptight at the same time. It gives you this feeling of just letting go, which to me is freedom. I think it's important to remember the total absurdity of the world and humans in general. Looking at the ridiculous things that are around us allows us to put space between the intensity of whatever the situation is and how we perceive the situation. So we are not the situation. We are watching the situation. It's not us. It allows us to take more of a third party view of everything. 
I think this is why comedians are so smart. Like they see the world that they see that the world is more than just what it seems on the surface. They see the humor and the everyday things that might stress us out and give us a different perspective on how silly things really may be from the outside looking in. Freedom to me is not what somebody gives you. It's a mindset and you have to work at it. You could literally be sitting in paradise on a beach somewhere by yourself, sipping on a drink with an umbrella in it and feel stuck because you're judging yourself or dreading what your life looks like for you before this moment. What I want to encourage you guys to do is start to figure out what freedom means for you and see if you can find little teeny tiny ways that you can incorporate that feeling into your everyday because it's so important. And for me, just even taking, taking a couple of these little steps has helped me in how I perceive how my day goes. Okay, you guys, thanks so much for listening. If you liked this episode, feel free to reach out to me and let me know. Send me a DM and I would absolutely love to hear from you. And if you guys know somebody who might enjoy this episode, please feel free to share it with them. I really appreciate you guys for listening and I'll talk to you next time.